Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 73, The Fast and the Furious Lap 6. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, And this episode is brought to you by Dodge. Rule the road. Dodge has a legacy of performance, and the Dodge Charger continues that lineage. From heart-pounding power to unexpected efficiency, it makes for one unforgettable ride. One last unforgettable ride. Oof. One last unforgettable ride or die, remember? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, shout out to Dodge, and welcome back to, uh, welcome to Lap 6. We are kicking off Lap 6, our sixth time through these movies, even though this movie, who boy, I gotta tell you, we've watched the first third of this movie (laughs) probably 10 or 11 times in the last six months, Yeah, and uh, it's hard to take notes on this kind of movie when you've seen it this much. The first third is tattooed into my brain at this point. Music cues, the lines, the looks, the glances, everything. Everything just, behind oh, yeah. everything. Like I was so I watched this with Rachel cuz um she had taken the quiz that we made, right? Cuz obviously she, she wasn't listening, but she took the quiz. Yep. Which if you if you want to take the quiz, it's on patreon.com forever.com or patreon.com/twofast2forever. It'll be out there publicly at, like in a year whenever we finish the yeah. movie. But yeah, so Rachel has access because she she's uh sleeping with one of the hosts. <laughs> True. So uh, I gave her like the first third of the quiz and, and we put the movie on in the background as she was watching it. And she's just like, where the fuck are you finding these questions? I was noticing, like, I know so much of the background of every scene and every shot yep. now. It's just frightening. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Joe, before we get into the extra, the actual episode, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to? Have you done anything since you got back from Hawaii or have you just been uh, recovering? I was kind of recovering, but I had my buddy Zach and, and um, my other buddy come over this weekend. I watched hockey on Sunday because the Penguins played at like noon and then there was XFL on and there was hockey at night. I made pizzas. I didn't tell you this. I made pizzas, but I used my sourdough, my Italian sourdough starter to make pizza dough. And I finally got a pizza dough that I really like. And actually the pizzas came out beautiful. Here, let me send you a picture of them. Ooh, very nice. Nice bubbles. Nice uh, little browning. I like it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. So, you know, like I, I wasn't getting a dough that had like the rise that I wanted, but I think that like now I finally got my pizza dough recipe down because it's a little bit different than bread right so yeah it's, it's just a little bit different and i got a recipe that i like and i'm gonna stick with that from now on so cool. i'm happy so since we last recorded i had my fantasy baseball draft very early Ooh. wildly early yeah and, uh, like i was telling you there's already been a couple injuries that have uh, <laughs> fucked up your draft already world a little bit not mine personally but uh, yeah yankees dealing with some injuries which is not good so we switched this year i don't know if i told you this but we switched this year for the first time ever from a snake draft to an auction draft yeah this is like the new wave uh, in in fantasy sports like usually everybody does a I snake draft like auction was kind of classic and then i think it went away for a while and i think maybe it's coming back now but uh man it was so much fun really yes so anybody who's out there who does not know so there's basically the main way i think i think the probably the most common way to do fantasy any sports draft is a snake draft where you go teams go like one through 12 in order in and the then first 12 round backwards and then the second round 12 back to one so yeah. that the team who has the 12th best pick also gets the 13th best pick yep. so just like two in a row and then the, whoever has the best pick gets the 24th and then they would get the 25th as well so like yep. in theory it balances and there's advantages depending on what sport you're picking what year it is there's advantages to either being early or in the middle or late or whatever exactly. but the downside to that 
especially as we in our league trade draft picks, is that like you can go like dozens of picks without having a pick, and it's just it's kind of boring. You check out whatever. Yeah. And so we wanted to inject some new blood into the draft, and so we did an auction draft. And what that means is that every player instead, before like in terms of keepers, the guys who you want to carry over from one year to the next, they all have a value. Everybody has a dollar amount, and then you just bid on everyone else. Yeah. And so I was reading a bunch of different things about auction strategies, and there was one that I thought was really interesting, where it was like. Most of the guys you draft, you're going to cut anyway. Like, it's not like you're going to keep all these That's guys true. for a while. That's a point, And yeah. so what this one thing was suggesting to do, draft a few guys who you otherwise wouldn't be able to draft, like, in a snake draft, and then just find the rest of the guys later, and then just swap them out as the year goes on. Ah. So I got three guys who have had recent track records of injuring, but are all if they're healthy, top 25-ish players. I got Giancarlo Stanton on the Yankees. Yeah. I got Chris Sale on the Red Sox. And I got Clayton Kershaw on the Dodgers. So they're kind of, they're older guys, they're more proven guys, and if they're healthy, it's incredible. But yeah. if they get hurt, then I spend a lot of money on a guy. So I'm excited about my team, but Good. we'll see how that goes. I'm excited about this year. We now have a month between when we drafted and when the season starts. Yeah, which is rough. Who boy. All kinds of shit can happen really quick. <laughs> like... Yes. I might have said this on a previous episode when we were talking about the draft, but the year that Michael Vick broke his leg, I drafted him the week before week one. And I was like, I mean, it was just like a free Yahoo public league. But I was just like, oh, so this team is done because he was my first overall pick. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. OK, never mind. Guess I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So that's why we've always I think that's why a lot of people kind of defer and try to draft as close to the season as possible. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. The draft took nine hours maybe nine nine and a half hours it was long we didn't really take many breaks so all these things that i was talking about last episode about all the house improvements you know the fun stuff that i installed yeah. we didn't really get to use because we were just like we gotta get through this so i'm trying to have and i think i'm gonna have it another kind of like draft party, party without the draft yeah same guys like when we would normally have the draft whoever can't make it you know the reason that we didn't do it on that weekend whatever but hopefully we can get you know nine or ten of the guys and we can just have the party and hang out and watch baseball because baseball will be on by then. Do it without having to spend nine hours yelling about baseball. Yeah, that sounds fun, though. So that should be fun. So that was basically all I did, I think, since last time. Oh, I saw the Lodge. I was saying I was excited to see the Lodge. Lodge is so boring. Like, it's not, it's oh, disappointing. I was, that's I'm my sorry. girl, Riley Keough. I love her, but she's great in it. But, like, the rest of it, I'm just like, oh, this is dumb. It's just a wannabe Ari Aster, you know, midsummer, hereditary, just not, you know underwhelming which is disappointing that sucks because i liked hereditary i haven't seen midsummer yet i know i know i know it's very very long i know that's why like i can't commit to because like i can't like be drinking during it and stuff you know like yeah well that's basically it you know we will next episode on our first we're going to announce at the end of this episode what or actually we'll say it now too because we have not said it yet what and um, we'll say it again at the end but next week joe what is a patron pick that's ben milliman's pick Oh, so what is it? Our I forget. pit stop, we are going to do, so this is our kicking it old school lap. Yes. So focusing on the car specifically. Yes. Uh, our car movie, our classic car movie next week, Ben's pick, Two Lane Blacktop. Oh, can't wait. Which is a I'm movie excited. that uh, you and I both have heard about and want to see and are excited for. Yep. We haven't seen yet. And I want to no. say, I think someone else, maybe it was... Ooh, maybe, maybe it was Nick wanted to do this too, but he was between two and he chose the other one. So I think this is kind of like a uh, a backdoor pick for Nick too. But this is one I think a lot of people are going to like. If you like yeah. these movies, from what I've heard, should be a good one. Yep, I'm I'm excited for it. So yes, yeah, so I'm very excited about that too. So yeah, so that's going to be next week, and so we will report back on you know whatever else next week for extracurricular activities. But moving on from there, Joe, because we've got a couple guests. We're new guests for the first time in a long time, which I'm very excited about. We were saying today. That, you know, we loved having Kara on, but it's, it's going to be good to get some new blood in there. We get to do the quiz every time. Yeah. That'll be fun. 
But like, yeah, I mean, like Carrie's a blast, and I loved having her on. You know, you gotta mix it up sometimes, and and what what is she gonna do? Just like permanently. <laughs> We got a lap, so that's how it works. So we have a Patreon page here on the show, patreon.com slash too fast too forever or too fast too forever dot com. Shout out to drumroll please while I bring yes. it up. Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman for supporting us over there. Thank you all so very Thank much. You. So you had early access to episodes, but importantly, you also have access to the Fast and Furious Minute Quiz, which I know that Alex took. Oh, um, nice! That, uh, yeah, we've we've had a bunch of people take it. I'm very excited to see. Like, it's tough. It is. It's very. It's very very tough. I gave it to a group of my friends that are big Fast and the Furious fans, and they raged so hard at the quiz. They were so annoyed that they didn't get perfect scores. And I'm like, realistically, like if we made it easy, everyone would get a perfect score, right? Like the whole point is it's for like people that really like the movie so it's it's kind of tough and they were just like so mad about it that they were getting like scores in the 20s and i'm like guys like that's still pretty like do you know how fucking hard this quiz is like i took the quiz you heard me last episode like i made the questions with you and got an 11 of 15 we both yeah we both got an 11 or 12 yeah so it's like it's not easy they were like i was like you can't be mad about it like like i'm not gonna get a perfect score on it and i wrote the questions so yeah yeah. be be mindful that like it's hard so just keep i would say but if you can get uh, like a twenty-five like, is good, I would say like a thirty is basically like as a perfect. As, is great. Yeah, yeah. A twenty-five is really good. Twenty is like yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's brutally tough, which is the point. Yeah, exactly. We tried to make it hard on for a reason. Also, you get uh, swag, of merchandise, t-shirts, stickers, and more. Also, here, Joe, I was having I had an idea. What? What I was thinking is that we have no one at the twenty-five dollar a month tier or the hundred dollar a month tier because well, the hundred dollar a month tier like they're both insane. Yeah, yeah. Of money. I agree. So right now we have. The $1 tier, which is the family tier, which gives you early yes. access to the episodes, access to the Fast and Furious Minute document, bonus episodes when they release, voting in the pit stop polls, and our undying love and affection, right? Yes. We've got the $5 month tier, The Crew, which has the verbal shout-out at the top every time, the mm-hmm. sticker that we send you, mm-hmm. the handwritten note that we send you, everything before. $10 month tier, that's where we got our four horsemen, the written shout-out in each episode description. They give you scroll down in the actual, in iTunes, in Google Play and Stitcher and Spotify, wherever you get it. Once yep. a year, you get to pick a thing that we're going to cover. You get more stickers. You also get the handwritten note and everything from the previous tiers. And now we have the ride or die, right? So this is where you get a t-shirt. Yes. You get to pick an entire themed lap. You get to pick everything that we do. This is $25 a month. You get an on-air chat. Like This is sort of like the what we did with Kara, the preview exit interview. Yep. We'll do those with you if you want. Right now, it's $25. And the Hernan Reyes, everything that we come up with, by spending way too much money, we have so many dumb ideas that we've not made yet, but beyond just t-shirts, you know, for instance, air fresheners, for instance, bottle openers, for instance, mm-hmm. whatever, anything we get made brand with Too Fast, Too Forever, you get forever for as long as you're a pledge. True. So I'm thinking we lower the $25 a month to 20 and we Down. lower the 100 to 50 Down. Send it. I don't know if people are still going to because there's still stupid amounts of money. The nah. 20 is going to be interesting because 20, you get to do a whole lot. Like 50 is just like, 50 is kind of like a promise of like what could be. 20 is like, you get to pick an entire lap for us, which. Yeah, I like it. Man. I'm down. Basically, if you just give a dollar, you get almost everything. You don't get to pick things, but uh, you don't get merch a dollar stuff, a month, you yeah. get access to everything. Yeah, so. So now we got a 1, 5, 10, 20, and 50. All dollar bill increments. Nice. Oh, nice. Just crack open that vault down in Rio. Or two dollar bill increments. Except for one. Toonies? No, like the two dollar bills. Like, they exist. One's not one and five's not one, but the other three are. I mean, semantics. Sure. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Next up, 
we have our reviews. If you want, to, if you don't want to give us money, you can leave us a review on iTunes, please, and thank you. No new reviews. Twenty-one ratings, all five stars. No new awesome. reviews, but thank you all who have done that. We thank really you. truly appreciate it. But Joe, mailbag time. Family at cageclub.me. If you want to write in, Joe, we have four emails. Damn. Okay. Including a new emailer for the first time, Dylan Yap. Do you know Dylan Yap? Do you know that name? Because I don't. No. That sounded like I was setting you up for something, but I just said it weirdly. I don't think we know Dylan yet. No, I have another friend named Dylan I thought he might have written in, but no. Okay. So Dylan says, hey guys, a couple weeks ago, I was on Spotify and wanted to listen to some Fast and Furious soundtracks. And when I searched for them, I came across the Too Fast, Too Forever podcast. Damn. I've been listening to ever since. Wow. Shout out Spotify. Shout out Spotify. You can find us everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Wow. Yep. From the first episode, I was hooked. And I love that you guys are giving this film franchise the love and care it deserves. I listen whenever I'm driving, and it makes me feel like a real-life Brian, R.I.P. Paul. <laughs> nice. Yes, R.I.P. Paul. I wasn't laughing at that part. I was laughing at the you listen while you're driving. It makes you feel like Brian. I like that we had just last episode, we had Haley saying that she was like, I listen when I'm driving, and like whenever I hear the cops... I get freaked out even when Nana driver, so we know this is a, uh, a common car listening thing. Yeah, I mean, it fits. It would make sense, yeah. right? You and I have listened when we went from your house down to the Mets game to meet Brian that one time. We listened to our own episode, which was still a, a weird thing that I think we did, but uh, you listen. I don't normally do it, but, you know. No, because you, it, cause you it, edit it them, so you listen when you edit. I listen because I'm like, true. I, I want to hear how the stuff played out what you add into it because you you like to leave me fun little like easter eggs in the episodes like whenever like joey will never tell me when he's editing it that he puts in like a clip of like the seinfeld that i was referencing or something like that so right. whenever i hear those i'm like oh that's really cool i don't yeah i'm glad that you listen i'm, I'm i am glad that you listen and i am uh yeah you gotta keep it on track like, man hey i found the thing yeah uh, Dylan says, I wanted to email so that I could be a part of the Fastverse fam, and also because I'm still catching up, and would be really cool to hear my email read when I catch up to the latest episodes. Anyway, keep doing what you guys are doing, and I'll keep on listening here down under in Sydney. Another another Australian, Australian fan! Holy fuck! We, yeah, that's crazy, man. Dylan's going to be really surprised when he realizes that like a bunch of our other fans are from Australia too, right? Oh, I man. I can't wait till I he catches it. up and figures out what's happening. So yeah, so Dylan, thank you for writing in. Hope you catch up sooner rather than later. Let us know when you hear your email. You'll be close. You'll be soon. You'll be you'll be almost there. Yeah, hopefully. Joe, our next email is from a friend of the show, Melissa Lynham, patron Melissa Lynham. She said, Ooh. hey, Joey and Joe and guest, question mark. Here's a nice looking car I saw on Reddit. So Ooh. this is our third, in a, and we get to play these games again. I mean, not that we haven't been. We get to play the car guessing game again. Oh, we, nice. We had a couple episodes where we didn't, you know, the Relap Recap. Yeah. The YAML, the Nas Boost, where we didn't, but now we're back to here. So we got three. So, Melissa, this should come up on probably the Fast and Furious number four episode. So Ooh. thank you for sending that in. Yeah, I can't wait. Next email from Jake Freer, who sent this in. So I, I love what, what really actually makes me happy. I love when anybody listens and writes in, but both Jake and Justin and a few other people, I think, Jenny, I think, has done too, that I post the episode on Patreon. They'll email that day. So like, it's not even like <laughs> they're emailing in the, basically before it quote-unquote comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really cool. Joey gets very excited when his efforts get recognized somehow. So like him putting it up on Patreon early, he gets excited that like, oh, somebody took advantage of that. So yeah. I would love it too, man. That's awesome. It doesn't have, I, I just listen whenever you want to listen, but it's just like, you know, it's it's cool because I, I put it up, you know, I'm not editing early to put it up there, but I'm just 
just I'm editing when I edit and I put it up there. And so, you know, I put it up there and then a little while later I got an email from Jake. Subject line, thank God you aren't a Lakers fan. Oh, okay. Says I'm glad you chose to be a Pelicans fan over the Lakers. I'd hate to have to stop listening to the podcast <laughs> because you decided to be a Lakers fan. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, well, well Wells is going to be very disappointed because Wells is a very active Lakers fan. <laughs> yes. And I'm actually, as we record this, I have on mute the Lakers game from Sunday. Them against the Celtics. So Ooh. a couple days ago, but I have not. I tried to do this with football too, where we talked about like oh, right, can't, I record though. football games. Yeah, but like it. Like, but basketball talk regular season. It. Nobody talks about this, but like I remember, <laughs> even when uh, you know that I don't watch the games, you're like, "Man, it's a good day. Vikings won, Steelers won, Patriots lost." I was like, "You like I, I record <laughs> the Patriots game." Now I don't have to watch it. It was the one week you didn't tell me, though. In my in my defense, you had told me that you did it the week before. In my head, I was just like, oh, this is an ongoing thing. Yes. You were like, hey, this week I'm recording it. Don't tell me about it. I was like, okay, cool. And then the next week, I was like, cool, <laughs> it was a good day. Like, this is all the things that happened. And you yes. were like, god damn it, I recorded all of these. I was like, sorry. But then I was good after that. Like, all you have to do is tell me, like, yeah, this is an ongoing thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. Because, I mean, they really make the day fly by when, you know, because oh, I yeah, work from home and just being able to watch it's it's super great and uh also you can watch it so much quicker when you're not watching live and so it's just oh, a whole thing but i get it yeah. yeah jake says one of my best friends is a diehard lakers fan and we just constantly give each other shit i think he's a celtics fan so like i'm he watching is, yeah. Lakers celtics so i know that jake will know what happened I'll, I'll know by the end of this episode at the time i sent this email the pelicans are five games back from memphis for the eighth seed Ooh. memphis is the hardest remaining schedule in nola has the easiest portland's ahead of you guys by game and a half but lillard's gonna miss a few weeks so you guys are my pick to make the playoffs. Well, very exciting. Ooh, be As fun. the world's biggest Pelicans fan, of course I share your sentiments <laughs> there. Nice. Although I did just get my uh, Zion Williamson t-shirts that I ordered from the Pelicans team store, so that's uh, they're here, and they smell like vinegar. Like, what about t-shirts? Like, what about the <sighs> printing process makes it smell like vinegar? You're right. They, they have a very distinct smell. I don't know if it's vinegar to me, but whenever I buy, like, new, especially, like, sports ones... They have yeah. a very distinct smell of, like, the transfer. Like, I just had them in my dining room. I was like, this, it reeks. So I had to put it in my, uh, <laughs> my office where I have my hamper. I'm going to wash them before I wear them. So, like, it just, they're going to go away, but it's just like, ooh, this is not great. I like, kind of like, like the normal, crispy smell. Like, like, it reminds me that it's new. It's like new car smell, but, like, way more stringent or something weird. Mm. And then our last email. So thank you, Jake, for writing in. Thanks, thank you, Jake. for listening early. Our last email is from former guest Chris Malika, and he says, a possible oh. guest for a lap, and he says, gentlemen, a talented filmmaker and very pleasing Twitter personality who I have, like, a two-step connection to, revealed that he was curious to start the Fast Chais. I thought you might perhaps take him for a movie, a lap, or a good listening time. And then he connected me with a guy, and so I reached out. I have not heard oh. back from this guy yet. But uh, we will oh, see. Oh, absolutely. We, we would love to. I mean, if they're Chris was a blast. Chris, you know, yeah. Family to us. For sure. Chris was a blast. I think we had a, that was a great episode, and I loved having him on. Yeah, he's good people, so I trust his judgment. For sure. Oh, awesome. Uh, cool. So we got a little guest recommendation, too. Cool. So i got to save that. So thank you to Chris for writing in. If you want me to write in, family at cageclub.me. Be like our friend Dylan that just found us and wrote in, and, and you have to wait for... <laughs> if you if you made it 70 episodes without writing in, try now. Are you listening to us in a country that's not the United States? Because we know that we have a handful of people listening and writing in from Australia. We need some Canadian fans, I think. Yeah, right? I mean, Ben's holding up the Great White North, but he is... Uh, but he's know, not Canada. Alaska, yes. Yeah. But he's adjacent. Yeah, he's as close as you can get, right? Yeah. So family at Cage Club Dummy if you want to write in. Joe, on the streets, Fast and Furious news. I don't think that there's any news of note, really. I did not. I did uh, submit for that get paid to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, yeah, that's movies. true. I wonder if they're like, okay, you, we're going to only pay, like, if they pick one of us, 
right? They're not going to pay two people, but like we would just, I guess, both split do it and then it? split the money. I mean, like, hey, we said we're not sponsored by them yet, but we'll tell you which one it is as soon as they sponsor us and get us to do a whole lap of them. Oh, I did write in the uh, why should we pick you because it's like, what do you love about cars? What do you love about movies? What do you? Why should we pick you? And I'm like, well, here's seventy five episodes. <laughs> We would love to uh, just promote the hell out of this event. Um, yeah, for sure. Here's a link. All right, Joe, rock the vote. As we record this, there's another Democratic debate on TV. Like right event. now? Yeah, tonight. At some point, I don't know if it starts at 8 or if it's on already, but there's a Democratic debate tonight on Tuesday. Okay. But we're going to search for Dwayne Johnson president. What if he gives like a surprise guest at debate tonight? And we just have, like, the most breaking crazy news. Like, he just announces he's running and joining this debate tonight. Nobody else heard about it. Oh, man. we would. So we, I would have to put this episode out early? I guess. I don't know how that would work. I, it would be good, but it wouldn't. I don't know that it would help us, but it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're like, how much extra work would I have to do? God. <laughs> but we have, this is not anything at all with the president, but the top story is that Sonic sequel rumored to add Dwayne Johnson. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, just put The Rock in everything. Wagner. I'm down. And then I'm going to search The Rock president. Nine days that could rock the Democratic race for president. That's not Ooh. the rock, but uh, rock is in there. Yeah, that's true. Cool. So that's all the, the news that's fit to print there. How many more trailers? You think there's going to be like two more trailers probably between now yeah. and May? Yeah, we got like about uh, three is about the standard now for movies, right? Like big movies, like blockbuster yeah, movies. I think maybe like two full and then like one that's kind of like a, not a remix, but like a, like a half new, half whatever. Yes, yeah. Actually, I think like the second one is kind of like the remix one, and then the third one's like an all new one. Okay, it yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but we should be. So that one came out Super Bowl weekend. So that was, I guess, that was still only three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, right? So yeah, it's not that far. It feels like it was forever ago. Like, cause our, I was also Fun. thinking as I watched this movie, this lap will be different because of Han, because Han's back now. But like this movie and two, even four, kind of really doesn't really. It's not different, right? Like it's basically the same experience. Well, we just way. don't see Jacob. We just don't see John Cena, but we know that he exists now. Oh wow! I didn't, I didn't watch that movie, this movie with that idea. But yeah, shoot, yeah, okay. You did, you did remember that part already no i'm just thinking about i was thinking about han like watching for han i wasn't thinking about it for watching for jacob and now i gotta watch for both yeah yeah there, of course I mean, we also know that ellie toretto's out there somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah she's she's clamming she's clamming johnny train on the mouth right now yeah with two grad worth of kisses <laughs> yeah exactly all right joe the last thing we have to do before we bring in our guests is the fast and furious minute minute 36 a minute i called brian's dot 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 a cop very good now open the door Put your hands on your head, behind your head, face the front of the vehicle, walk backwards towards the rear. Take two steps to your right, stop right there. What'd I do? Shut up. Who's clean, Sarge? Damn. Use we take these things off. I mean, shit, you put them on so tight. I like realism. You never know who's watching, Brian. Wow, nice crib, Sergeant. It's a lot nicer than that last place he confiscated. Ain't it? You know, Eddie Fisher built this house for Elizabeth Taylor in the 50s. You see, even the cops are Hollywood and Hollywood. <laughs> 
So I learned something new in this minute. I what? He says the name at least once, but I never really picked up on it, that Tanner's partner's name is Muse. Ooh, no, I and didn't And IMDb that. spells it M-U-S-E, not M-E-W-E-S. So not like Jason Muse, like uh, Jay and Muse Silent the Bob. band. Yes, Muse the band, or Muse the, uh, the spiritual influence, inspiration, You're whatever. my Muse. Yeah. Tanner and Muse frisk and arrest Brian, and Tanner and Muse bring Brian back to their safe house. You know, we were we were driving, Brian was driving the car, he gets pulled over, they cuff him. This is kind of like, I was saying to you that there's not a lot that happens in this minute. It's, it's sort of a very nice, self-contained minute that a lot of arrest sets. all happens. We, it kicks off where we're going to go in the next minute, you know, in, 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 this, in this room, sort of figuring out what Brian's involvement is with all this stuff. It's well set, and it gives us the set. Like, we pretty much come right through the door. And as soon as we get, like, a peek at the room, it's like, okay, now we're here. You know, like, that's when the minute mm-hmm. ends. There's some cool stuff outside. There's the swimming pool that everybody sees that there's, like, the walkway over it. Yep. There's the fireplace out there. Inside, there's a whole bunch of people. There's a bunch of desks and computers. There's, like, 10 or 11 cops in there, in addition to the three that we know. So, like, there's a ton of extras in the scene. But you found some cool stuff on the uh, the picture wall. Is this the picture wall? Is this the curved picture wall, like, in the front of the frame? Yeah, so, like, on the right side of the frame, like, as you come through the door, they kind of have, like, all the mug shots and stuff up. So I just, I just made note of all the pictures that, like, I could distinguish in there. The one cool thing that I wanted to point out about this, Vince's mug... Sh- they have heights, right? Because they're mug shots. True, yep. Mm-hmm. So Vince's mug shot, when you look at his head, it's about 72 inches. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Six foot... That kind of makes sense. Vince seems like he could be six foot, right? The actor in real life is six one, so right on, right on. Six pace. one, dead on. Interestingly, <laughs> Dom's mugshot says sixty nine inches, five foot nine. When in real life, according to Google, he's six foot. That's a three inch discrepancy. And I was just thinking, you know, we we had been talking about the whole like punch for punch thing. The ideas that Dom and The Rock didn't get along, and I was wondering. If Dom has adjusted his like IMDb height to make himself six foot, and he's really well, I do like, I feel like a lot of actors, and not this is not a Vin Diesel, this is not just a Fast and Furious thing, but a lot of actors adjust that kind of thing because oh yeah, because you never see them, right? But it's weird. It's very weird to me in the movie, even though it's just like a throwaway shot, right? That yes. they would say that he's not six foot because like not that five nine is short, but like five nine for an action star is not intimidating, is not cool. But but they're not even saying it. So it looks like something like they were like, hey, go stand in front of this thing, take this mugshot real quick. The numbers were correct, and they just put it in there, and he's like, oh, no, I'm really six foot, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really six foot. And that, like... Obviously, they didn't adjust it. And it's weirder if they photoshopped him onto one that was shorter than he was. Because if you were going to photoshop it, you'd be like, oh, we need to put it like at his height, right? So you'd like be like, okay, whatever. How tall is he? Six foot. Cool. Put it there. So it was like an interesting choice. That was my conundrum when I was thinking about it and Googling and, you know, thinking way too hard about how tall he was in this mugshot that you see for 0.5 seconds as you pass in the right. movie. Then the other cool thing is we were talking about this, and the house is like the setting of this one, and it's it's like a really cool-looking house. I went and found some info about the house. This is according to, what's what's the website again? I am not a stalker.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the editor, writer of that gave a really good breakdown about this house, so a lot of the facts that I have are directly from her website. She's linked in the document. The house, the address of the house is 1261 Angelo Drive. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. He, me- he mentions... That it was built for Elizabeth Taylor, right? Yeah, that was going to be my trivia question for this because there's the I think it's a great trivia question. Who did I Eddie really Fisher like it. build the cop's hideout house for in the 1950s? Elizabeth Taylor. And then that's when Brian says even the cops in Hollywood are Hollywood. So yes. in, in the Fastiverse, 
there is canon that this house was built by David Fisher. Oh, Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Sorry, Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher, oh, is a singer. So he was married to Debbie Reynolds. Do you know Debbie Reynolds? Yeah, I know the name. I don't know who it is, though. It's Carrie Fisher's mom. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So that's where, I guess, she was born. And then he was married to her for four years. And then he was married to Elizabeth Taylor for five years. Then Connie Stevens for two years, Terry Richard for a year, and then Betty just... Lynn for eight years until she died. <laughs> he was just so getting Eddie around. Fisher was a singer. He lived to be 82. Soul. He was one of the most popular artists of the 50s, selling millions of records and hosting his own TV shows. Nice. The house now belongs to the heiress of the Hyatt Fortune. I like that this Fastiverse now has the heiress to the Hyatt Fortune and also the Benihana Fortune, both tied to the franchise. True. Very true. She ripped the house down. She or he? Anthony Pritzker. Oh, sorry, Anthony. Yeah, never mind. The heir, not the heiress. The heir to the Hyatt Fortune, Anthony Pritzker. He ripped the house down, rebuilt this like super mega mansion there. And the other cool part about this is it was muse- It was used in the 2000 movie Hanging Up with Meg Ryan. And oh. so there's like a bunch of scenes of Meg Ryan in the house too, which means like it was probably like on the market or something and they kept like renting it for movies at like this time. You know, the Hyatt guy bought it, just ripped it down and built yeah. a new house. Uh, I got the side of the racer's edge truck because that was all there. I found the year and make and model of the GMC SUV that's in the driveway as well. Cool. So like I said before, my trivia question, I think, is who did Eddie Fisher build the cop's hideout house for in the 1950s? And then I just wrote down four famous, beautiful sex symbols 1950s. of the 50s. It's Jane perfect. Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe, Ursula Andress, and Elizabeth Taylor. So of course... Elizabeth Taylor, even though we know that's a lie. It's a filthy, filthy lie. It's movie trivia, not life trivia. We couldn't even ask, like, what's the address of the... You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair. It's not in the movie. I think that's a great trivia question. When I saw you had it there, I was like, I can't come up with a better one. I would have done the exact same thing. Well, Joe, let's take a break, and let's bring in Nicole and Marines to talk about The Fast and the Furious, Lap 6. episode number 73 the fast and the furious lap six this episode is brought to you by dodge available in engines including the 5.7 liter hemi v8 engine 392 horsepower hemi v8 engine and the supercharged 6.2 liter hemi srt hellcat v8 engine thank you dodge for sponsoring this episode this feels like a super bowl commercial remember when like hemi was like the the buzzword of that one super bowl it's always the buzzword of fast and furious too so do they ever say the word hemi in any of these movies i don't think we'll find out when we do the minutes for all of them. i feel like we would know already but i don't think that they do i don't think they use the word hemi that's a good i've never heard wow it, now that i think about it that's like the car equivalent of dude you're getting a dell yeah it is that's right <laughs> with us tonight we have the co-hosts of the delightful podcast snark squad and also co-host on the i'm assuming delightful though i have not listened to it i apologize in advance <laughs> 
even though the subject matter was close to my heart when I was growing up. The other podcast, Cooler Than Homework, we have Nicole Sweeney and Marines Alvarez. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Welcome to kick off lap six with Woo. the very first movie in the franchise. Woo! Yay. <laughs> this is a prestigious one, man. It's the first one. This is... Yeah. So now I know that you two both have kind of radically different histories with the franchise. <laughs> I guess we'll start with Mari. Mari, could you tell us a little bit about which movies you've seen, if you have rankings for them, when you remember if you saw this one for the first time? Was it in theaters? Was it after the fact? Like, what's your history with the franchise? Because yours, I think, is going to be a little bit more in-depth than Nicole, but we will find out. Yeah, so I've watched all of these, so I will start there. Cool. I think that I did not watch the first movie in the theater. I think that we ended up buying it like when it came out on DVD. So it was something that my sisters Ooh. and I watched a lot because we owned VHS it. VHS or okay. DVD? Uh, 2000, I don't know. Was it VHS still in 2001? Yeah, yeah. the first two I own on a VHS. Oh, then after the, after the second one, they stopped. That makes the sense. The first two are on VHS. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense because we probably bought it like at a Walmart bargain bin kind of deal. True. Mm-hmm. It's one of my so. favorite places to buy movies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So VHS, we watched it a lot. And then after that point, because we were like in it, we my sisters and I have seen every movie in this franchise together in the theaters we're in it we're in it for the long haul we're in it for every movie that comes out i'm in it for when they eventually go to space or whatever it is that they're gonna do next (laughs) like nicole and i have this like thing or this term or this concept of like a trash pocket it's your pocket of like you know not great stuff that you enjoy uh and this is Mm -hmm. this is my trash pocket like fast and the furious is the thing guilty pleasures yes I mean, I don't feel guilty about it. I just, I also know that it doesn't always make sense. Some of the action has gotten ridiculous. Like, all of the stuff that you could say about Fast and Furious. Like, I I see that. I understand it with my intellectual brain. But also, I love these. They're fun. (laughs) And um, I'm excited to be here with you guys. (laughs) Good. Do you remember what, well, we're excited to have you, first of all. I I don't want to get, I don't want to gloss over that. But do you remember what was your entry point? Like, what made you and your sisters, what was the first thing was like, hey, let's check this movie out. Because if you're just like browsing the bargain bin at Walmart or you're looking for rental or whatever. Jordana Brewster on the cover and you were like, Yeah, like, what drew you to this movie for the first time? Honestly, probably it was in, like, we knew about the movie, maybe promotion. But also this had like a pretty big tie-in with like music and MTV. And it Mm -hmm. was the sure, the, okay. the music that we were listening to at the time in 2001. I was 18 years old, so I was just about to graduate, or I had just graduated high school when this came out. So I was like in firmly in its audience, um, not only because of you know my age and who the movie was targeting, but because like I live in South Florida, close to Miami, like where we also have a pretty mm. big like illegal racing scene, and um, it's a a cast of people of color and Michelle Rodriguez is Dominican and I'm Dominican so there were so many things that I was like this movie it is you know made for me so that's awesome that's really cool before we get to Nicole do you have rankings I I know that I asked you to rank them I know you said it's kind of difficult which is what Joe and I agonize over every time we try to do this but you know no pressure no wrong answers if you had to rank these movies where do you start (laughs) wait I just sent Maria a message on Discord because she said something just now that caught my ear. She is like a year and a half older than me. I graduated from high school in 2006, and she just said that she was 18 and graduated from high school in 2001. I don't that know. is objectively false. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> 
what math I did, I think I was thinking entering high school. I would have been entering high school in 2001. That that's fair. Is, I yeah, just thought you were just a where, little bit older than us. And nope, I was like, that's cool. No, nope, nope, sorry. Entering high school is what I I was going for there. So even even uh, younger there. So now we know that we can't believe anything you say. Correct. Yes. Correct. So now do your okay. rankings. <laughs> yeah, now, that, now that you firmly established that you're good with numbers, please do use numbers to rank these movies. Listen, I'm like legit terrible at ranking. It's like a whole thing uh, between Nicole and I that we, we are incapable of ranking things. And so my other like kind of disclaimer here is that the first movies in this franchise I've watched a lot as the years have gone by I obviously still go and see them in theater but a lot of the newer ones I've only seen one time so it's really hard to like rank against like fast the fast and the furious which I've seen a billion times but okay here's here's what I got fast five is number one number Number one one. fast five yes okay yeah I'm going controversial next number two Tokyo Drift oh no no no, you are are among family here oh amazing yes It's not, it's not as controversial as you think. There's two camps. There's the people uh-huh. that love it and the people that put it last. The people who are right and the people who are wrong. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. No, Joe and I both adore that movie. Yeah, Amazing. I love it. Okay. Number three, The Fast and the Furious. So this one. Okay. Fair. Number four, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Number five, Fast and Furious 6. Okay. okay. Number six, Furious 7. Okay. Okay. Number seven, The Fate of the Furious. Okay, Number eight, okay. Fast and Furious. <laughs> How do you guys Four. keep these all straight? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> and dead last, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, okay. But Which you're a Miami me. girl. I know. It hurts me because it's in Miami. But we walked out of that theater, like, completely disappointed. I don't know if it was because also we were like Vin Diesel fangirls. Mm. My cat's name is Diesel, just to put oh. that out there. Um, so <laughs> the the fact that it is in Miami probably didn't win over the fact that Vin Diesel was nowhere to be found. I did not enjoy Too Fast to Furious. Your list was scarily like my last list at the top there. Did I hear you right that you had Hobbs and Shaw at number four? Yes. <laughs> That's the one that like, it's the biggest, it's the most polarizing, I think. And I know... I don't want to, you know, spoil what Nicole has seen, but I know that you talked about that. You did an episode of Snark Squad about that, so we'll get to that. But that's one where, like, some people, like, because people have written in who have their own rankings, like listeners to the show, some people love it. Some people just, like, it's not a Fast and Furious movie. Some people hate it. Like, it's this weird, doesn't exist, kind of exists within, but doesn't quite. So four is pretty high. Like, that's a pretty strong recommendation, so I appreciate that. It's also the one that I've seen the most, I mean, apart from this one that I rewatched for Mm -hmm. this podcast, it's the one that I saw most recently and it's fun and it is tons of fun i thought it was a lot of fun i mean obviously ridiculous these only continue to get more ridiculous as they go along but there were a lot of moments like the rock pulling in his family and that whole extended sequence and the fights Mm -hmm. i you know fun i i enjoyed it idris elba come on you you gotta give extra points just Mm -hmm. for him Of course. (laughs) That's correct. We're fans. All right. Now, Nicole, give us your history with these franchises. Because I hear what Marnus was telling us before you joined us, before we started recording, was that there might be a little bit of murkiness in terms of the history of what you've actually seen or not. That is correct. I am like 95% sure that I saw this movie in the theater with my brothers. And I have seen some of the others. I don't know which ones. (laughs) Like, 
And the thing is that even this movie that I know that I saw in the theater watching it last night, I was like, this is all deeply forgettable to me. Like the there's like the jaw <laughs> rules appearance. I remember that. Like that stood out to my brain. My 2001 okay. brain was like, yes, that is the movie that Ja Rule is in. Most of this movie was pretty forgettable for me. Like it just, I don't know. It was just a thing that I went to the movies. I went to the movies a lot as a kid. Like that was just a thing that my brothers and yeah. I did. So, mm-hmm. And this movie is very... 2001 and it's aesthetic oh, cool. so yeah. it's like it's just when part i was of not blur. 18 oh, yeah. <laughs> uh correct uh, so it's i don't know so, yeah 2001 i would have been i had just turned 13 so this is in like a blur of movies that i saw when i was about 13 years old kind of indistinguishable so the only movies that i can concretely remember now are this one that i watched last night and mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw, which I saw very recently. So uh, of those two movies, I would rank Hobbs and Shaw as number one. (laughs) That's my number one Fast and Furious movie. Beautiful. The highest ranking we got for it. I know. And I was prepared to say that, too. So when you guys were talking about how polarizing it was, I was like, oh, good. I'm I'm ready then. I'm ready to be the person who ranks this as number one. Uh, Solely because I would much rather, like, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, that cast, I'm here for it. Like, I, I don't really care about... (laughs) <laughs> these movies uh so i'm really glad that Bari is here so that she can have more feelings than me but like <laughs> that that cast is great so ugh, shrug to the rest of it what's weird and beautiful about the franchise is that of the nine movies there are like five or six and it's not an exaggeration that like are an okay way to like the first movie in the franchise if you don't like anybody in this movie like kind of just pick another movie Correct. and you might find more like people that you five like. yeah that's yeah. a good place to start if you and if you got mad at everybody at five just watch three yep because then nobody's in five it's just like six seven eight are not good starting points but like any other one it's like yeah all right yeah just start there and they're always on tnt or tbs so you could just like i forget which channel it's always on. and i mean if you like if you like jaw rule if you remember jaw rule i mean how can you say no to a movie with bow wow i mean ludicrous (laughs) yeah so clear, many possibilities. I didn't say liked. I I assigned no qualitative. I know. Value I I, cr- I corrected appearance. myself because I realized that you didn't actually say that. It, I remember and I liked Jaw Rule. Just like oh yes, Jaw Rule was in that one. Yeah. So factually, how can you uh, not uh, yes, also yes, see a movie with Bow Wow in it? This movie. So to be fair, the Fast and the Furious. I think that I understand where Nicole is coming. From about being ambivalent about this one. It is just so weird. It was weird to rewatch this one and in light of how this franchise has evolved. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like really impressed with the Fast and the Furious for being like, hey, we made this movie. It's about uh, racing and stealing DVDs. And then people were like, okay, that's not bad. And they're like, okay, okay, we did this other thing. And people were like, mm, not sure about this or Tokyo Drift. And they're like, okay, we're going to reset the whole thing in four. And now it's more about like, I don't know, saving the world. Spies. And everything is going to get mm. bigger and spies and heroes. And everybody's just like on board as it continues to evolve. The Fast and the Furious never counted itself out, no matter what it did or how it failed or how it succeeded. It was just like, okay, listen, listen, listen. We invited this new star to be in it and we added this new element. Come see it in the theater. I answered the call every time, so. 
I love it. You got me. Just when I thought I was out, you yeah. bring me right back. You said Idris Elba and Vanessa Kirby, so here I am! <laughs> so now to kick off the conversation, every lap we have a different sort of conversation starter, a different question to ask. In this lap, we have a couple different questions. You can pick one, you can pick more, whatever you want to pick. This lab, we are we themed this lab kicking it old school because every other week we watch the Fast and Furious movies. And so in the off weeks, we are watching classic car movies that we have picked and that listeners have picked and so on and so forth. couple different questions, no wrong answers, whatever you want to answer You can or always not. pass, yeah. Do you have a favorite classic car movie? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Do you bang. have a favorite car in this movie? Ooh. Or... What's your Barbie dream car? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is by far my favorite movie about a car. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I fucking well love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. When you said, do you have a favorite classic car movie? I was like, of course we don't. And then Nicole was like... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even done asking the questions. I was like, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge range. Like, it, it doesn't need to be like you know, a muscle car, like a race car movie. Uh-huh. Like that that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't care about a muscle car. I don't care about a race car. I, pa- I care about a car that can fly and is a boat and also the family sings songs. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we have options. I will answer my favorite car in this movie because I feel like the only correct answer is Vin Diesel's car at the end. Dom Charger. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, there's a lot. I mean, you know, that we we go many different ways. You'll you'll take a little bit of a quiz coming up soon. It's again polarizing, right? You have like the import, the whole the whole basis of the Fast and Furious franchise is it's it's guys that like classic muscle cars mm-hmm. and guys that like new import tuners and how Vin Diesel has to deal with that and how Brian has to deal with that. So. Yeah, it, Dom Charger is a great, great choice. I know that we we always talk about uh, how I lean toward American Muscle too. So I always mm. lean toward, even though I don't really care about cars, and that's well established. Yes, I do lean toward American <laughs> Muscle over tuners and imports. So I was gonna say, yeah, I don't care about cars. And after a certain point, this franchise only so, sort of cares about cars. Uh-huh. I don't um, think the franchise does either. At a certain point, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> at Tokyo Drift was like we really care about cars, and then after that, I was like, okay, nobody else does. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't care about cars, but that one I think just stands out as being like memorable and pretty. Sure. That's sure. that's where I was going. Now, before we go too much further into the conversation, I feel like I'm all discombobulated because we haven't had new guests because the entire last lap we had one guest. So I think I I don't remember the order, but we do have, I think Joe was alluding to it. We've got an either or lightning question round of quizzes. So this is for both of you. So I'm going to ask a question. Whoever wants to answer first, just jump in, whatever. Do you see yourself as more of a Brian or as more of a Dom? Are you more of a Paul Walker or are you more of a Vin Diesel? Mm. In your day-to-day life, in your personality, however you want to answer the question. You can answer for each other, too. That's that's. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I am more of a Brian. Okay. It's no your idea. cop, but not a very good one. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that, that feels right. And what would you say Nicole is? If she's not sure, what do you think Nicole is more personality-wise? Oh, man, this is hard. Because I feel like, okay, so Dom is a really difficult character to be like, I've, I'm totally like this super buff man who beats people up and is an action (laughs) hero but there is something Mm -hmm. about dom that i think is very nicole and that is like he's always like pretty chill and cool and like seems together but also in a way that is like he could snap at any moment if like anybody made him mad (laughs) 
And I feel like Nicole has some of that energy where she's like, yeah, everything's great. But like, you know, cross her family or bother her or something. And she'd be like, I don't know, really upset. Oh, I love it. I love it. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I might know where Nicole's leaning on this one, too. I'm not sure. But are you more of a Mia or are you more of a Letty? Are you more of a Jordana Brewster or a Michelle Rodriguez? Definitely more of a Mia. That's oh. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mia, too. I think you, too. Yeah. I th- I would agree with that as well. The thing is, that's like one of those questions like you were just talking about Dom and Brian, right? You're not even going to say you're a Letty if you could... You'd have to know you're a letty to say you're a letty, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you're a letty, you know. Yeah, and you right. wouldn't question it. It would just be like, yeah, I'm letty. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, like, otherwise, you're just Mia. Not a lot of letties have podcasts. You know I mean? <laughs> yes. So just, yes. It's very it's, clear personality yes, type. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I also think, like, okay, if I were to put myself into the situation, like, put myself in the movie, and, like, Dom is out there, like, punching people around and stuff, like, am I going to be the one in the background who punches someone for him? Or am I going to be, you know, Mia going, Dom, Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Don't get out there. Help him. Like that. That feels more true to me. This next one, I don't know that Nicole can answer because I don't know that she knows these characters. But Mario, are you more of a Roman or a Tej? No, I have no idea who those people are. Hold on. Okay. I, I mean, you're gonna have to watch Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh no, I don't want to answer this one. You don't have to. You can skip it. Yeah, you can it. always you can skip it. Yeah, okay, you can just I'm like, going yeah, to skip that, that one. I'm going to skip Fair. that one. Now, this next one you can both answer. Uh, this is one of the newer questions that we've done. Are you more of a Hobbs mm. or a Shaw? Mm-hmm. You a champagne more of the rock problem? Or more of Jason Statham? Or an ice-cold can of whoop-ass? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham. I feel like I'm not that cool, but... Yeah, I, I, I also feel same. Same. Neither... Both feel inaccurate. I feel like neither... But if I but forced to choose the Jason, I would also say that Jason Statham character. The Rock has the kind of like energy and enthusiasm that I just nope. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, okay, I do have that. So I guess once again, this is like a, a do a like pairing us off kind of thing. If that's the way that you are uh-huh. approaching it, then then fine. <laughs> you are the Rock. <laughs> I, I am the Rock to your Jason Statham. Correct. Okay. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. We sort of alluded to this a little bit. Are you more of a fan of muscle cars like Dom's Charger in this movie? Are you more of a fan of imports like Brian's, you know, Supra, Brian's Skyline, the Japanese imports, wherever? Are you more a fan of muscle cars or imports or do you not really care about cars? I am not super into cars, but I, I own a Mustang. So, uh, Ooh, okay. <laughs> very cool. And I have for the last 15 years. So nice. Multiple Mustangs or the same Mustang? It's the same Mustang. It's, yes, the, okay. the, the one car that I have had for 15 years. So okay. I'm not into cars, but my brother-in-law super is. He restores old cars. So for Ooh. him, in case, case he ever heard, American. <laughs> okay. Cool. So that you can Very continue cool. to show your face at, uh, uh-huh. at family gatherings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's one of these in this movie, and then the other half is a reference to in a later movie. But are you more a fan of uh, Coronas or Belgian ales? Coronas. Corona. Cool, okay. cool. Are you more of a racer or a designer? Are you out there actually getting the job done? Or are you the man in the chair, the proverbial man in the chair, the one offering support from HQ? I'm the designer. Racer. 
<laughs> yes. Fast forward to Fast Five, Nicole, a uh, movie you have not seen, but you should because even though if you don't, even if you don't like this movie, like Fast Five is a beautiful, perfect action movie. Yes. Say you okay. win ten million dollars in the lottery, or you steal ten million dollars, whatever. You go to a gambling mecca, and you're gonna bet it all on roulette. Are you putting it all on black, or are you putting it all on red? This is literally making me anxious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with my pretend money, uh, I'm putting it on black. Okay. Oh, me too. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to answer this question. Oh, but of course. Of course. Yes. This is an easy uh, one. <laughs> yes. I also, also putting it all on black. Are you, if you had to choose, would you rather drive a car into a plane that's taking off or <laughs> out of a plane that's in the air? Into a plane that's into taking a plane off. that's taking off or out of a plane that's into, in the air. And if you jump out of the plane, you have a GPS thing in your car that lands you safely but it's basically the thrill of driving really fast to get onto into a plane it or coming mm-hmm. out of it coming out of it no yes. into it for sure into it for sure i'm a chicken so that seems like <laughs> the least it's it's safer yeah yes i uh-huh. get it too uh-huh. yes i still can't believe that i said out of a plane that, that feels so out of character for me but i'm sticking with it <laughs> but you have the gps we talked about there's the safety features yep. yeah like... this is the thing i feel the way about this question that i feel whenever they do sort of wild event like competitions on the challenge that i'm like there are so there's so much safety going into that this is like so hypothetical that i'm like yeah I, like i want to do the thrilling thing like that's that's the one i would pick no i feel yeah. about this like i feel about roller coasters which is i don't mind speed but if you're gonna like drop me absolutely not so <laughs> gotcha okay that's very yeah. fair very very fair is the word oil mm-hmm. one syllable or two two one <laughs> There you go. Split decision. I like it. Another sort of very similar. So that stems from a long running debate on this show. Another long running debate on the show. And I don't know that either are where either of you live, but do either of you have a preference between In-N-Out Burger and Whataburger? In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger. Thank you. It's the first place I'm going when I land in California tomorrow. Uh I can already taste it. I have my order planned. Nicole and I go to California every year, and it's literally one of the first things we do, like, out of LAX. (laughs) Two women after my own heart. I love it. Oh, man. It's a shame, but I I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. Joey somehow (laughs) says Whataburger is better, but the chicken there is better than... It it doesn't make any sense. This is the whole Oh, no, I have the honey butter chicken biscuit. Man, that is delicious. That doesn't make any fucking sense. The the burger itself I still prefer, but it's fine. It's, you know, I've moved on. I've moved on. Yeah, you got to go to the burger place and get the chicken biscuit. Mm. (laughs) All right. There's only a few more. This one's kind of dark. If you had to choose how you die, would you rather die in a fiery explosion or in icy water? Oh my god, I hate this question. Fiery explosion. <laughs> uh, both suck. They both yeah. suck so much. It's not the darkness of it. I was like ready to go when you at like the the lead in for the question, but these two mm-hmm. options, I cannot it's choose. Hard. They sound almost equally te- like they sound equally terrible to me. I yep, yeah, they're exactly. both bad. I answered immediately fiery explosion, so I feel like maybe I'm not thinking about this correctly. Um, but also like I, I just really deeply loathe the cold in general. So I hate you know, cold. Mm-hmm, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like that way the you would probably like the cold would knock you out. Also so, true. I don't know. Whereas like the the fire thing, you would be wide awake and acutely aware of it the entire time. <laughs> After a certain yeah. point that you get set on fire, you actually stop feeling it. I don't know mm. what it is. Like a certain degree of burns, like it just your nerves are gone. You're just uh, waiting for true. the end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you both said, both terrible both, ways to go. Both pretty bad. <laughs> 
Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. And Nicole, it's... these all have things to do with, with movies you have not seen yet, but I still feel like you can answer these questions <laughs> yes. without context. Yes, yes. I have not seen Revenge of the Nerds, so that's why I said The Dark Knight. I think I'm also going to go with The Dark Knight. Fair. The four of us are pulling a heist. Mm-hmm. Joe and I have to go sneak in the back. We have to go, you know, crack the safe, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. We tell the two of you, be a distraction. There's a karaoke machine in the front. Oh. I need you to sing a song to distract the room. What song are each of you singing? What's your go-to? It could be a duet for the two of you or it individual could be a songs, duet. however yeah, you want to answer could, You could half it, yeah. I got to think about the duet, but my karaoke song is Crazy by Gnarls Barkley, so. Okay. Okay. There you go. Very Good nice. choice. Yeah, I like that one. We get we had a full range of answers on these ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every genre, era, everything, man. Yeah, if it's just me, I feel like Meredith Brooks, bitch, because that's one that people Ooh, okay. sing along. Like, you got, I gotta pick something people are gonna sing along to. I'm not, I'm not up there. I'm not up there soloing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever done? Have you ever done karaoke together? Is this something that you have ever no. done together? Like, yes. you, you yes. have a duet or what? Chicago. Would you Wait. Oh my God, we did. I love wow. Neil Diamond. I Remember? totally forgot about that. That was. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. we did one. So we know that Mari's strong together. suit is not numbers, and that Nicole's is not memory or geography. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I forget everything, and Nicole remembers everything. But I feel like maybe that night Nicole was drunker than I was. I was, I was very probably drunk this maybe. Night, in my defense. So did you do what together? Or you just sang solo songs that night. It was one of those karaoke places that is like the private room. <laughs> So okay, it was like just a Japanese like, karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just our group of friends. So at one point, like we were all singing together. I don't remember that we just did a like a duet, her and I, uh, but it's possible. May I recommend, based on one of your podcasts, oh. a uh, a classic jam, mm-hmm. Zoom Zoom Zoom. Yes, oh, my heart fuck yeah. yeah. Yes, we're doing it. Yes, it's decided. That's it. That's my, super- my supernova girl. girl. I'm ready. I have the moves down <laughs> and everything. Oh. <laughs> and then the last. Question. This is the this is the, actually the important one, just because it actually kicks off the conversation. Do either of you have a favorite character in the franchise? I know that Mari has more to pick from, but Nicole, you've met probably more than a half of the main characters between this movie and between Hobbs and Shaw. Like you know most of the big characters. Do you have a favorite of the two movies you've seen? And Mari, do you have one from any of the movies? This kind of goes hand in hand with like the reason why I put Hobbs and Shaw as number one, but the Vanessa Kirby character from Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. I agree. Hattie's awesome. Yeah. I feel like for my non-18-year-old self, I have to say <laughs> that it is Dom, but I feel Ooh. like, I know, as as time has gone on, that really isn't true anymore. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Dang, this is hard. And then there's like so many characters that just show up for a little bit, like Gal Gadot's character for mm-hmm. a hot yeah. second is just like amazing. And I wish we saw her more. Well, we can bring her back to life. We can. No, Everything is possible. <laughs> Everything is possible. <laughs> All right. Now, with no pressure, the floor is yours. I guess we could start with Nicole. Nicole, I know that you don't have necessarily a ton of feelings about this movie, but there are things about this that you really, really liked. There are things about this Favorite that you parts. really, really hated problems you had questions things that you might remember if you see this again in 20 years (laughs) uh i feel like i will hold on to the experience the like zoomy the zoomy special effects in that first race that was was a thing that i was shocked that i forgot (laughs) 
to be perfectly yes. honest while I was watching it. It was it was fine. It's like I feel like it's an experience that I had and I don't regret having it, but I'm also not like actively trying to have it again. Sure. <laughs> well, so you okay. mentioned and like this is something that we talked about a lot in the last lap because our guest last lap had never seen any of these and she watched them all for the first time with us. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned it's a very 2001 movie, which is in both good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. What about this reminds you of that era? Is it the the music? Is it the clothes? Is, is oh. it the look? Like, what about this just screams 2001 to you? The clothing initially, that was the first thing that I was like, oh, wow. Just in general, the way that everybody is dressed. The music, too. Some of the music choices are... There are some interesting music choices that are that feel sort of out of place. <laughs> I don't know now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the clothes first, the music second. Every time we were watching it, Kara's like, like once you see like Letty come out with like the boots and like the choker <laughs> and everything like that, you're just like so transported back to 2001 yes. that like it can't be set anywhere else. Like. Mm-hmm. It's so dated in a beautiful, beautiful type of stylistic way. Every line of dialogue that they gave to Letty was disappointing. So I hope that her character gets better. (laughs) Her character has one hell of a journey. I will tell you that. (laughs) She felt very badly used by this movie. And she does get badly used again. But with a... Fix that again, and and we just try over. And okay. so actually, Mari, have you Mari, have you seen uh, Los Bondoleros, the short film before Four? I have not. No. So it's like a twenty-minute movie, mini movie that Vin Diesel directed, and it kind of has the best Letty. I agree. In anything that's ever been made, hmm. it's one of Kara's favorite movies. Yeah. Of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, like our Kara, like who, who was on our, our entire last lap, started this franchise off just loving Letty and loved Los Bondoleros Letty. And then by the end, she really loved Hattie, like uh, Princess Margaret, as she called her from the crown. Yes, The Vanessa Curry character. Yes, Princess Margaret. But yeah, Los Bondoleros is like this 20-minute short that takes place before four. And it's kind of just half meeting some new characters and half like a Vin Diesel, like a Dom and Letty love story. And it's, Mm. you know, if you're looking for like a good example of Letty, Uh it's really, really good. 20 minutes, more of a love story than anything else. These are all (laughs) things that appeal to me. It's pretty much all a love story. Yeah. It's just like checking Nicole's boxes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Letty, good suggestion. I agree with Joey. Going all the way to Hobbs and Shaw where you have better representation and more women and, you know, Hattie being fierce. And, like, there's still maybe some problems here and there, but the franchise has come a long way in the 19 years it's been around, or the mm-hmm. 18 years, I guess, between those movies. Hattie is one of the, like, gender aside, like, one of the coolest characters of all mm-hmm. in any of the movies, and she's only been in one movie so far. So, like, mm-hmm. we are all, like, super excited to see where this you know, how Hattie comes back in future movies. Yeah. I will say, having like forgotten everything that I had ever seen of this and then watching Hobbs and Shaw and now coming back and watching this movie, that was a trip. That was like fascinating. I cannot actually fathom what the journey is that gets us. <laughs> It's pretty much exactly what you'd imagine, to be honest. Honestly, it it makes no sense, and I love it. But it makes so much sense. It's like the perfect trajectory to get there. Like, there's only one one real path on how we get there, and it's exactly what you'd imagine it is. You know, just chaos. We did all of the MCU movies on our podcast, and in all of those movies, too, as you go along, for the most part, like, they're doing this thing where it's like, how do we top the last one? And the villains get bigger, and now it's in space, and now it's in time, and everything just keeps getting bigger. And that's this. That's how you ended up at Hobbs and Shaw, is just because, you know, we started with a couple races races in the desert, and now it's like, nope, we're going into planes 
planes and jumping off mountains and viruses <laughs> viruses that can kill the universe correct yeah. and is what is Idris Elba I don't know is he a robot maybe he is he, yeah he's half cyborg mm-hmm. that's true so now Mari what about you I mean you you ranked this pretty high on your rankings if this was number three I think right so do you have the nostalgia ones... tingle for it yes I do this <laughs> yeah. is retroactive it's only number three because the rest of the movies exist was this just a standalone? It would not probably be this high, but I think coming back to it and in retrospect is something about like the humble's be- beginnings, the thing that started it all that I was like, yeah. It, see, where Nicole is like, how? How did we go from here to there? I'm like, oh, look at what we did. Right. The journey's so the great, journey. though. Yeah. There is something really beautiful and pure about the like the simplicity of the relationship, especially between like Brian and Dom. Mm-hmm. That is such like, that is kind of the core relationship, like the core romance kind of among all, in all the movies, like, you know, there's Dom and Letty and there's Brian and Mia, but like it's Dom and Brian. It's that like romance, whatever mm-hmm. that really kind of propels the franchise. And I don't know if, either of you had heard or read or knew but like this is kind of sort of in a way like a reboot sort of in a way of Point Break and so the Keanu Swayze relationship dynamic mm-hmm. is similar here cop criminal trying to come together there's a moment here that after we learn that Brian's a cop and he's still he's like trying to get more information out of Dom but like there's a tenderness to the way like he just genuinely loves and like wants to spend time with this guy going where we go and like how everything is every movie we're saving the world and there's all these characters and everything like there's something pure about how small this starts and I really like that especially you know this time it's been a while since we watched this first one like that really kind of resonated with me this time I agree and I think that part of the reason that I uh, like am an, a Fast and Furious evangelist and why this is kind of like in my trash pocket even as things get bigger and even as it gets like more ham handed like the the franchise is not being you know subtle about the fact that it wants you to be invested in this like found family right and this like yes. this group of unlikely heroes or whatnot it works and and the fact that they do have this gang not a gang a team of, of a people a family if you will it, that is what kind of ties the movies together and I think that that is probably I mean maybe not the strongest here because as you get to like five I think things really start to come together in a like really great way but the humble beginnings as I said like you really just see where they were going with that here Nicole as she was watching she's like okay I I really don't like anti-hero characters like it's very difficult for an anti-hero road to work for me and so she Uh was like Mari you the person who doesn't like anti-heroes like you're watching Dom terrorize (laughs) truck drivers and you like this yes the scene where they actually show them trying to hijack this truck I was watching it and like I don't know like it's I I get it I get how this fits in the movie but like thinking of you of all people being like (laughs) fuck yeah this movie is wild was like truly wild to my brain okay but the thing is that I don't I don't think well I never read it that the movie is like congratulating Dom I think the whole time you're like this is bad news and what they're doing is bad and it goes through like pains and again not very subtle ways to be like Dom's got issues (laughs) he's got emotions (laughs) and you know I feel that who doesn't Dom who doesn't have emotions and issues (laughs) that's funny something that you touched on there that I think is really interesting is that like there's so many times that we see people or we talk to people about these movies and they say that there's something that they like definitely never like 
but they find enjoyable when they watch a Fast and the Furious movie. Dom being the anti-hero, and you're like, but this is still cool, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's something that, like, a lot of people, you'll find something that you're, like, typically, like, oh, uh, like, I hate car movies, and you're like, but this one doesn't have that much cars in it. Or you're like, <laughs> oh, man, like, I don't want, like, a love story. But then there's a bunch of guys that are like, this is a great love story. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there's something something for everyone. That's what we always pitched it, like, if you're watching a Fast and the Furious movie, you'll find something that you'll like in it, some character that you'll like in it, somebody you can relate to. That's what's so beautiful about it, and that's why there's so many fans of it all over. One other thing that I noticed this time, Joe, is that like I can't wait for us to progress the Fast and Furious minute so I can figure out like what Hector's storyline is, because I feel like it's something we've never really addressed, but like Hector's got this whole thing going on so... where the movie wants you to think that he's a bad, like he's the bad guy. They're like, that's Brian's alibi for why he's doing stuff, and I'm just like, what is Hector actually doing in this movie? We've got to figure that out. But Hector ultimately is like a silent partner for Dom, right? Right. Because he, he's the one who goes and gets the parts for the cars, unless there's something that we don't see. And there could be a case where Hector just happens to have the same cars as Dom, is buying these parts for his cars for Race Wars. It's too on the nose, too coincidental for it to be that Hector bought the exact same parts that wind up in Dom's car. So we have to imagine that like Dom and Hector are friends. And why wouldn't Dom just go to the racer's edge and buy the parts himself, right? Well, I guess because he's just like, oh, Hector, go do this for me. But also at the same time, like, why is... Like, why does Dom believe Brian when he's like, Hector is the bad Like, it just, it feels like when that, that moment where Vince is like, he's a cop, he's a cop. And like, he's like, no, oh, it's Hector. It's Hector. Oh, like, now that you're saying that, him? and he's like, Hector came in here, bought three spoon engines, all these things, right? Maybe Dom has to agree with Brian as part of his alibi. Because that removes Dom from the equation, right? Because oh. if he's like, mm. oh, no, he was buying those for me, then That's it just instantly puts... It on to him, right? Uh, maybe that's fascinating. Yeah, sorry, Very we've obviously we've watched these movies a ton of times. So, like, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, God bless you guys for thinking about this so deeply. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I'm trying to see how I can, because I guess that the stuff at at the garage where Brian is like, oh, it's Hector. It never really read to me as like he's the bad guy, but rather like at the race wars or everybody or any whatever they're all racing against each other and it's like for money yes. even if hector and vin diesel dom were in cahoots like for the other stuff that they're doing like for the purposes of the race wars they can still be competing against each other True. which was brian's point because he but didn't want to list lose. off all the stuff dom would have to know that that was his order that he placed with hector but like he doesn't know that brian's a cop so like he's just like clearing his alibi for like a random dude who like well he doesn't trust him yet remember and right and so when brian is listing these things off if he recognizes that this is an order that he placed through hector then he at least knows that brian's telling the truth like he's like yeah Ah. because that is what i told hector to do and brian has no Ah. way of knowing if hector is in on it so in his head he's probably like okay this kid like it's true hector bought all that stuff and that would look suspicious because he doesn't know what's going on so then he like believes his story interesting okay and and that's that's the trust moment then he like believes that he's like working for it that's good i like that that Uh tracks the actual physical economics of like what racer's edge sells has led to a whole bunch of different questions like that like where we're just like wait is harry like in witness protection like was harry like like because harry's cognizant that brian is a cop like he knows that brian is a cop 
right. because he has to let him stay there. And when he's like, I would like, what did you tell him on the phone? And he's like, I told him I couldn't fire you. And like, there's also a line where it's like, yeah, Harry's cooperating because he knows he's going to face three to five years in jail if he doesn't for exactly. selling stolen parts or something like that. So he's in. Yeah, on he's definitely. Yeah, he is. I know. It's very complicated. There's, it's, there's it's lots so of deep, deep, but it's motive. not that deep. <laughs> yeah what i'm hearing is a lot of arguments that it's deep but i i just want to be here for the record to note that it's not that deep well it's deep in the sense that like anything can be deep if you watch it six times and like talk about it for Uh like 200 hours Uh and like take note of like what's on the walls in the house and stuff like that then i don't know nicole if you noticed but like there's a framed picture of a horse in the house where they uh, have the party so like does that change your opinion of this movie at all because like that's a pretty cool thing tell me more about the framed picture of the horse actually i have a question for you that's not at all about this franchise but is there a franchise and i guess maybe it's disney channel original movies maybe it's marvel because i know you've done a lot over on on stark's what about marvel is there a franchise that like matters this much to you or that like you would be upset that you wouldn't mind obsessively rewatching and talking about the way that we're doing this like like what (laughs) franchise and also mari for you too what franchise does this for you that you could be like i could watch these same eight or ten or twelve or whatever movies on repeat forever and not really get tired of them i don't think i have a movie franchise answer to this question i don't know there are a lot of movies that i i could watch many many times and not get tired of them like that that in general is is like i don't know like that doesn't sound bad to me Is there a through line to them? Is there like one common thread that links them all together? Is it like all movies with Vin Diesel? Or is it like... (laughs) Definitely not that. (laughs) Or all movies with antiheroes where they're stealing DVD players. Yeah, like movies set in the 90s about cars. No, I'm saying, like, is there a common thing? You're like, like, like I love Lifetime or movies. Or something, yeah. So, like, I can watch Lifetime movie, any Lifetime movie, and I can watch it 15, it doesn't matter. But just, like, Lifetime Movie Network, one of my favorite channels. Like, I could just put this on and watch for hours. It doesn't matter when I start, where I go, but, like, I'm like, this is always enjoyable to me. Is there, like, some commonality between the movies that you said you'd, you'd like to watch over and over again? Not really. Like, I, they're, they're kind of all over the place, and it's usually, it's like, okay. there's something about it that, like, I find, I guess... The closest that I can come is that all of the movies that are like my favorites tend to have something that I a very strong aesthetic quality to them. Okay. Okay. That I think like that is probably the thing that hooks me and like tips something over to the over the edge of like, yes, I love this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I the I'm it's the main thing is that I'm more of a TV person than a movie person, and so that's like fair. That's uh, more my baseline. Is there a is there a show or is there like a a, a universe of shows that you uh, <laughs> just would obsessively watch and rewatch and rewatch? I have seen Veronica Mars all the way. Th- well, I have only se- I have not seen anything after the show's original cancellation. Um, but those three seasons, I have seen more times than I can that can possibly count. Mm, makes sense. I was not interested in, in in their return. I was like, no, this is it was closed. Uh, the door was it's closed. It's fine by me. Yeah, I got enough. <laughs> and I will continue to go back over that. The thing about like there's a picture of a horse in the background or whatever is interesting to me. We talk about this kind of all the time and I feel like really annoying whenever I bring it up now but we recapped all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on our blog over okay. the course of like I don't know three years maybe um, it took okay. us to get through it that was really really interesting because we started it I don't know maybe like nine or ten years around around that point after the show was over that 
obviously has a really dedicated fan base and like this was Mari's first time watching the show as we were recapping it and so that was another thing that was really really interesting where we were having reactions to things and we had people in the comments oh. uh, taking issue <laughs> with our mm. our opinions and, and whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. because of like it's like it was really really difficult to have those conversations with people because it was like you are coming to this with your years of reading and writing elaborate metas on this show that like (laughs) I like it's cool that you have this emotional connection now with all of these characters but like you cannot expect me to also be bringing that into this experience I absolutely I support everyone who has that experience with a thing it is just it, it was not my experience with Buffy at the time it maybe kind of is now after spending three years arguing with people about it <laughs> but I love this for you guys that you now know about the horse picture in the background oh yeah this is this is that exact moment of like they're like yes. what are Hector's motivations <laughs> uh, because you've done this so many times and we're like uh-huh. yeah that was cool did you see the clothes um, so <laughs> the experience of a thing, correct. Like, yeah, the, the more you time you spend with it, the more you rewatch, like truly the deeper it gets because you're just seeing all of yeah. these like layers, you're noticing all the details. And a lot of times, and this is what we were finding with people in the comments, it wasn't even that Buffy brought these things to the table. It's that people brought these interpretations yes. and people brought this like <laughs> headcanon and people like they were adding all of this additional stuff to the content itself like the prop set designer probably was like oh here's a picture of a horse and you guys are like what could it mean you know so that's that's how we (laughs) that's how we experience media and that only gets heightened like the more and more that you do a thing well so there's three things that i want to bring up in terms of that in terms of the head count well the 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 other thing about this movie that i really really love and that nicole i think you would love too and another (laughs) gateway into the franchise is that Uh in dom's office in the in toretto's marketing cafe there is a comically oversized fork and spoon on the wall. Yes, there uh, is. That's just like, that's his decorations in his office. And like, uh-huh. I, when I saw that for the first time, I was just like, oh, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> that so never noticed. Details like that. Yeah. But, you know, as we've watched these movies over and over and over again, we've kind of developed these theories about the characters. And, like, we we were so sure based on one listener's theory and, like, we had, like, all this, like, ev- evidence to prove it that, like, we were like, oh, The Rock's character is gay. He's asexual. Like, he's not, like, he's always got these, like, attractive female partners, but he never, like, hits on them and all this different stuff. And, like, yes, for a franchise that is so well represented in terms of ethnicity, the sexuality spectrum is not quite, like, it's so overtly heterosexual and like so much of it we're like it doesn't really touch that we're like oh it would be so cool if like this very masculine man they're just like oh yeah like he just introduces his boyfriend or his partner or whatever to have in Hobbs and Shaw him and Hattie have a thing we're like okay now maybe not like we're sort of like adjusting (laughs) our theories like that's one there and then in six I think it's in six there's a throwaway line where they're making fun of Roman who's a Tyrese character and they just make a joke about no knees to niece and then they're just like it's an inside joke among the characters and we're like what is happening? And so this one line we have probably spent two hours talking about because everyone who knows <laughs> who that, like Mario, no I don't know if you remember Denise. that, but like, who would she be cast as now? Is Cardi B going to be Noni's Denise in nine? We have like so many questions and theories. People, we're still talking about it. People like write it's in. Amazing. Yeah, but yeah. That's that's what happens when you watch these over and over and over again. It's like, oh, that one line. Let's dive into that. I do love this. You are right. 
<laughs> well, Mari, what about you? Are you are you right there on Buffy, or are you? Is there another thing that you you love uh, as much as you know? We love these. Buffy, my com- my relationship with that is complicated because we- it becomes a whole different thing. If I had to watch the Fast and Furious movies over and over again, I don't know how my relationship with these movies would change. And so dedicating, it was like three to 4,000 words and multiple hours to an episode of Buffy each time. Like, eh, you know, does anything hold up that well to scrutiny? Who knows? <laughs> the thing with this franchise is that there aren't really many like it. Part of what makes it I think really interesting is that it is it feels rather unique and even other things that are Ah. franchises like I don't know this isn't this isn't a superhero movie and it is you know we're getting there yeah so it it just it feels (laughs) special to me in a way that I I don't have like a direct like comparison where like this happens Uh, the MCU I'm not that into it like for instance that's like the most direct comparison that I that I can think of but not not really that into it the thing that I will say this has no nothing to do whatsoever with what we're talking about but i consume this more than i consume anything else in like my entire life is pride and prejudice by jane austen i read that book multiple times a year Uh, i listen to the audiobook all the time i watch all of the adaptations whenever i'm like sick or feeling blue or stressed i'm like what adaptation can i watch today i know that story probably better than i know anything else no that's fair that's that's a really cool one too and that is also one that we have had like hardcore kind of like nerdy conversations about too about like the the layers of okay so we're rereading this again now and this time, I have a lot of feelings about this particular scene and the way in which everybody reacts to Lydia in this moment. Uh, right. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Or like it when when it says that Elizabeth can play yes. the piano like relatively well. What does that mean? How what well mean? can she play the, <laughs> the piano? Exactly. So now there's a couple more games that we have to play before we before we go. But is there anything else about the series or the franchise that you want to bring up, Mari or Nicole? Anything that you love or if you're curious about for Fast Nine? Like Nicole, are you going to watch the new ones or is like yes? Is, is it going to take Hobbs and Shaw two to for you to come back? <laughs> She's going Uh, to be forced to watch the new ones. (laughs) The only other thing that I wanted to mention that is like not that big of a deal, but it just whenever you rewatch something that you've watched so much, it's always really interesting. The things that stick out in your brain, like the things that I remembered, I quote the line, you embarrass me so much in my real life. (laughs) And I, I like hearing it come out of Vin Diesel's mouth. I was like, Oh no. Like he he put that in my vocabulary. So, um yeah, I just want everybody to know that you embarrass me is something and Vin Diesel's voice is something that you may hear me say like in real life. Well, so we made a BuzzFeed style quiz, which we're gonna give to both of you to figure out which wow. character you are, because we had found a quiz online yeah. that we thought was good but we didn't love. But because of that quiz, there are so many, there's like a, a movie, there's a quote from each of the first like six movies that is like burned into my brain because we asked probably what, Joe, like 10 or 15 people, these like six yeah. quotes. And so like, he's like gravity, everything gets pulled to him. I was like, I don't remember this quote, but now every time I watch this movie, like Mia saying that I'm like, oh, now I know where that's from. But like, mm-hmm. there's certain lines that don't really have much meaning 
like within the movie kind of but like no, we've because of that quiz so like it's weird too. how like you're like you just pick up a line somewhere and then it just becomes part of you mm-hmm. and so you embarrass me as a I have great a question. example for nicole that watched it and maybe it was a little hazy when you were watching it is there any lines that you've heard like in pop culture that stood out to you watching it this time you know like nobody likes the tuna like did that was you're like oh fuck that's where they were saying this from <laughs> like did you have any of those revelationary moments i really wish that the line nobody likes the tuna had been a flag <laughs> in my brain um i i now cannot wait to to spot that out in the wild uh, unfortunately no oh Ooh, okay. here's something though this movie did caused me mm, to learn what a menage a trois was because I had no idea. Um, so when he's like driving and he's like, menage! menage. Yeah, I had to like turn to my sister and be like, huh? And she was like, oh dear God. But you were I, 18. I thought you no. <laughs> First of all, not 18, bad at math. Second of all, super sheltered. Had no idea what he was talking about. I love it. Are you two ready to find out which character you are? I'm ready. I am. I'm ready for the foremost experts on the Fast okay. yes. <laughs> franchise oh. to, okay. <laughs> to quiz us. There are seven questions. It doesn't actually really have anything to do with the movie. So no knowledge of the franchise, you're totally fine. So here Perfect. we go. Perfect. Then I'm ready Question to go. number one. I will ask you both. You can both give me the answers, and I'll give you both your results at the end. Question number one. Mm-hmm. How fast are you? NASCAR, <laughs> roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? I am a Razor Scooter, 100%. Okay. <laughs> roller Coaster. This is influenced slightly by the like the nature of a roller coaster rather than just speed, but roller coaster. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Now, question number two, of course, you know this is coming. How furious are you? Mm-hmm. The Hulk? Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren? <laughs> Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time? <laughs> Mel Gibson? Okay. Charlie Brown? Or Jack McBrayer? As much as like I talked about Nicole... And her, like, you know, being kind of like uh, Dom, I th- I feel like I'm the Hulk. Like, I'm always angry. Yeah. Like, that, that feels Whoa, like me. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm-, I'm going Charlie Brown. Okay. okay. So I like that uh, so far, Mari, not very fast at all, but wildly furious. Yes. <laughs> that, not oh, my very God, that describes all, my driving. Fast. That's my driving. <laughs> <laughs> not very fast, but wildly furious. <laughs> all right question number three we're having a barbecue how are you helping mm-hmm. are you in charge of the grill are you saying grace are you kicking back with a beer are you babysitting are you being the entertainment or are you sneaking a snack babysitting oh okay. saying grace okay oh good answers all right we've got time to kill what are you doing are you grabbing a bite Working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? Working on my computer. Computer. Describe your wedding. I'm never (laughs) getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Uh, it's backyard a backyard country. Yeah, the backyard <laughs> one. Wow. Okay. Okay. So far, it feels like opposites attract. You two are going to get married to each other in the backyard country. <laughs> That's what it's sounding like. All right. You just won the lottery. Congratulations. What are you buying? Your own garage? A private plane? You're going to gamble it all away? Your childhood home? A fleet of cars? 
or a new life. Oh, wow. I was so ready to say childhood home. I was like gearing up and then you said a new life. And now I really am torn. <laughs> I really don't Oof, know what that, to there, say. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, a private I think plane. I'm going to stick with a childhood home. Okay, so Mari says a private plane and Nicole says a childhood home. Okay. Last one. Last question. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just whatever you're having. Whatever you're having. Yeah. Something yep. fruity. Okay. <laughs> All right. We I have so far I have Mari, so I'm gonna do Nicole's next. I wanna see if we've if we've gotten this person before. It might be a new character. Oh I gotta see. <laughs> oh, because we have not given this quiz well, to many people. We did, uh, oh, actually, no, we also... had one other one. Okay. Joe, if you remember Michael DeManico, he was his character too. Mari, uh-huh. we're going to kick you off. We're going to start off with you. You are Ramsey. Ramsey. You are Natalie Emmanuel. Let's see if this describes you and your personality. You aren't what you seem <laughs> at first glance, and you often take people by surprise. Material things don't mean all that much to you because you live the best parts of your life in your own mind. Solving problems, learning new skills, inventing things. There's nothing you can't do hmm. if you set your mind to it. But that can also sometimes distract you from the world around you. Luckily, your analytical mind also allows you to quickly and accurately size up people, letting you know who to avoid and who's worthy of sticking your neck out for. Family helps keep you safe, so you keep your family safe. And you drive Five, or hack like, like the, the wind, wind blows. blows. Nicole. <laughs> Does that sound like me? Yeah, I, I feel that. That's like I feel that. eerily accurate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the whole like not materialistic thing is kind of bad because I like money, but the rest of it was 100%. Yeah. Anytime I take a, a personality quiz, it's like, you sure like to think, don't you? And like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I do. But also, the thing is, you joke about this a lot, the like, oh, I, that you like money. But the thing is, you like money because you like the idea of the security that having money would give you more Correct. than you than you oh, like having things. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's you, fine. Wa- you mm-hmm. want to feel secure is what you right. actually mean when you joke about how much you like money. Right. It's not like the flashy things. It's like, I don't want student loans. That's fair. <laughs> so now, weirdly, in a weird, eerie coincidence, and I checked to make sure it's right, Nicole, you are also Ramsey. So oh, that same wow. also applies to you. Now, Mari, does, do you think that's true of Nicole? Is she? Do, do you think that describes her as well? Part of the reason that Nicole and I are best friends is because we both have like these really intricate like internal lives like we spiral a lot we think a lot (laughs) we analyze a lot we're each other's sounding board in a lot of ways because we we tend to be like those analytical people so anytime we match up in like a personality thing i'm like that's true nicole is just a braver than i am and a little more like outgoing than i am but yes we share that like thinky thought thing that's cool because you picked like different answers you didn't have that many similar answers and so all of these are scaled based on how well they relate so like it's actually more difficult to get the same person than it seems yeah that's that's really awesome it's delightful (laughs) all right now i have to watch whatever she's in have you seen game of thrones Yes, yes. I know I know who the actress is, but I mean whatever. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's in she starts in six, right? She's in six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotta keep six. watching, Nicole. I yeah, guess. I gotta keep I watching. 
Our next game is called This Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, Ooh. Do We Have a Podcast. We haven't played for it forever, dude. We haven't played this in forever. <laughs> oh, so God. the goal of this game is for all four of us to go on Twitter.com, uh-huh. everyone's yeah. favorite website, yes. Yes. and find any tweet from anyone that you don't know that you think if we respond by saying, boy, do we have a podcast for you, and linking them to our show page, oh my God. that they would either like the tweet, retweet the tweet, reply to us, or listen to the show. And so there's a scoring system based on all of this. So I will review, while you take a, a moment to look at this, I'm going to review what we did last time. So Joe, you found vitamin yes. C, which it's like a just a black square emoji is the name. And it says, the tweet was, just saw on Pornhub, Hobbs and Shaw got boring, so I got some dick. How dare she disrespect <laughs> such an amazing movie? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And Joe, you got a point. Vitamin C liked the tweet. Nice. Okay. <laughs> also, by the way, this is a wildly difficult game, and so I the the bar you should we, we have no idea how it points. works. We've been playing this for a while. We don't know who's going to respond, why, how. We've responded to conversations. We responded to people, famous people, no name people. It doesn't matter. Like we've uh, most done of the time, we get blocked sixty times, and Joe has a total of nineteen points, and I have nine and a half. So like <laughs> it's very difficult. Next up, I found. Comrade Snarkard, like Leonard Skinner, I guess, but now he's Comrade Bernard Sanders Bro, Bernard Sanders Bro. Okay. In traffic behind a lifted truck with a Fast and Furious license plate holder, crying, thinking about all the beautiful works Paul Walker left behind, like Tammy and the T-Rex. Boy, (laughs) do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Of course not. Kara found a tweet from Lighthouse. And that tweet is unavailable. So this person either got blocked or deleted <laughs> or suspended or just deleted the tweet. So no points to Kara. Mm. And then Brian found – oh, this is a this is a very good tweet. I'll send this to, to so you guys can see this in the channel. Tired Hobbs and Shaw, wired Hobbs and Bradshaw. And it's a picture of <laughs> Carrie and Samantha from Sex and the City. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. So – Terrible. Very, very difficult. It's a very difficult game to play. Yeah. The goal is just to get people to maybe listen to one Interact. episode of the show. So, no wrong answers. Any tweet will do. In theory, a, a, a tweet about the movies, but it doesn't I have got to one. Be. I got one. All right. Evan at young, Y-U-N-G underscore loom. I remember when Fast and the Furious was about Hector running civics with spoon engines. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you, Evan. Yeah. I've got one. Oh, nice. It is a quote tweet. So the tweet that they quoted is asking, <laughs> oh, God. oh, God, pick your favorite movie and replace one word with come. So this person, Robert, at Robert2370, says, the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Come. Boy, do I have that a podcast is- for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one, too, because nobody has, re- has like, responded to or interacted with this tweet that you, no. that you yeah. picked. Because so, who like, would? That Except feels- for me. <laughs> No, that's correct. But that also feels like a higher likelihood. What I grabbed is like has had more interaction. So I'm like, this person's probably going to ignore the reply. We've tried all the analytics for this (laughs) and none of them work. I promise. Like no matter what we're like, oh yeah, like this one has a ton of people talking about it. It's like, oh, this person just tweeted it. Oh, this person's looking for podcast recommendations. Oh, this tweet is from three years ago. Like nothing, nothing matters. Nothing correlates, but (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, wait, with that with that in mind, I found the tweet from 
at Hella underscore of underscore Troy that says, so tired of being the rock for everyone. Sometimes I just want to be the Vin Diesel. That's amazing. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Damn, that's a really good one, too. You guys are crushing it. These are good ones, man. Wow. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do this one because I just searched on Twitter for Mia Toretto. And okay. I don't know what this is. Just a video here, and it's from Thor's Juro, Billy Lee apologist. I can't wait to watch. This might be a sexist tweet. I'm not sure if this is a bad <laughs> women or a bad driver tweet. I might not do this one. Hold on. <laughs> I thought it was positive until I saw the video, and then I was like, oh wait, this is actually My maybe point. this is not a good tweet. Yeah, that one's not good. You should you should have finished the video up first. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, ouch. Well, I'm like cool. Like I'm like oh, it's like I can't wait to see me. I'm like oh, driving, no, this is a and it's like the guy just wrecking the car. Yeah, yeah this is a nightmare. Okay, so here we go. So this is actually a reply um, to another tweet. So this is the original one, and this is not okay. what I'm replying to. But okay. this is originally. It says you're in a bank robbery and you need a getaway driver. Pick your driver. It's Vin from Fast and Furious, Paul Walker from Fast and Furious, Statham from Transporter or Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver. So, what I'm going to reply to is this person, Murfa6, says, Vin Diesel, if you want the money to survive, Paul Walker, if you're Mia Toretto, Jason <laughs> Statham, if you want to knack your client, Baby, if you're watching film. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if this is a great tweet or not, but boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yeah, try it. <laughs> we, don't know the, we don't know how this works. Right. Still. Again, this is just this came up in my uh, search for Mia Toretto, which apparently is a terrible search. It's like it's it's sexism and then all in like Brazilian. Like there's not that many <laughs> English language <laughs> results, and uh, you know you you learn you, you learn right. something new every day. Right. Every time we try this, we learn something new. Doesn't help, but we learn something new. Right. No. All right, we have one more game, and this is a very difficult game, and you can either pick to be on Joe's team or my team. So this is called Dude, What's My Car? I know nothing about cars. I think we've maybe established that so far. Joe, in theory, knows a lot about cars, at least way more than me. Listeners email in pictures of cars. Oh, my God. I try to describe them and get Joe to guess them. So do you want to try to help me give clues, or do you want to try to help Joe guess what car it is? Give clues. I'm not offended if you don't be on my team. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about cars. I want you to win. I'm going to give clues. I I also would. I think I everybody like... enjoys me losing. No, so. no I, I want you to win, and so I want to help give clues. Okay. okay. So I just forwarded the email to both of you, so you should have it. I feel in like a that means seconds. I'm doing teams wrong, but <laughs> well, you know we're the same character, so and if your fine. strengths do not lie in guessing cars, you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is from Justin Kleiman. Uh, this is from about a month ago. He said he's got a car pick for us. He was recently thinking about an old TV show we watched with his dad as a kid. It okay. went off the air in 1986 after six seasons. When he was six years old. Lots of sixes there, he says. Anyway, the vehicle in the show, along with a theme song, has been stuck in my head for 34 years. Holy moly. Until wow. last weekend, I hadn't watched an episode since 1986, but I still remember every word of the theme song. Okay. He says, the vehicle is fairly nondescript, but here's an interesting fact from Wikipedia about it. Okay. Supplied at low cost to the production by General Motors... During the show's initial series, the stunts took their toll on the modified trucks, so several different years, makes redacted, he says, and models were used during the show's initial run. As a result, there are some inconsistencies in the episodes. For the second series onwards, redacted supplied three specially adapted trucks for the stunts, with the engine moved to a mid-chassis position immediately under the cab seat. This meant that the trucks flew in a flatter projection 
whilst in the air flew further mm. and landed flat on the ground, allowing them to be reused for multiple takes and shows. Okay. In 2013, The Rock was in negotiations to remake, the, uh, do a movie remake of the series, but that never panned out. Okay. So I got to guess. It's a truck. Yep. Series from the 80s. I'm going to take a guess it's the A-Team. No. Oh. Am I close? I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> and there's the opening theme so we can hear the great song and see nothing but vehicle stunts of the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. So I'll send that Eastwood. Afterwards. I have never seen either the A-Team or what this is from, but I did just look up when they, the things premiered, and this show started two years before the A-Team. If that helps okay. you at okay. all. No. So, Joe, okay. yes, the truck you. is brown. The truck is brown. The color is very important. Thank you. Also, by um. the way, um, <laughs> so tired of being the rock for everyone. Sometimes I just want to be the Vin Diesel of Hella. Just liked and replied. Yeah. So, who did, yeah. who did that one? Is that Mari? <laughs> no. Me. It was Nicole. Yeah. So, Nicole has six points. points. Nicole, in, in you started this game five minutes ago, and you have two-thirds of my points already. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm a natural at this so. game. I love it. Wow. Wow, yeah, wow, and wow. it goes on forever. If you watch more movies, you can come back and keep playing. Okay. You, okay. Th- th- this is it. The desire to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll come on every every episode and say I don't care about this movie, but let's get to the Twitter game. Of the twenty five people who have done this, who have played this game with us, you are in fourth place. Damn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you do one more of these, and you're just behind third. You leapfrog me, so like you know the the world is your oyster. Okay. Amazing. So back okay. to the truck, Joe. The truck is brown. It's from General Motors. It's like a two-tone brown. There's like a, it's like a dark brown, and then there's like a light brown side yes. panel. The wheel wells are very elevated over the big. It's got this particular version has looks like tires that are probably too big for this for this truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This also looks like a kind of a, maybe like a hunting or like a, a wilderness or like a wild west kind of thing because there's like a lot of lights. There's lights on top. There's mm-hmm. light racks on the front. Uh-huh. Um, Is it a GM truck? Where, is it G- made by GM or made by a company that is under GM? I need to I need to Google a dumb question. Hold on. Yeah, I know. I, I would have to do that I, too. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so it's a, it's a subsidiary of GM. Is it like GMC? Yes. Yes. I had okay. to Google, is GM the same as GMC? That was amazing that there were three of us and none of us could answer that question. <laughs> okay, what is it? Um, what were the old GMC trucks? <laughs> Um, so it's like pre eight. It has to be like right around eighties. It's a nineteen eighty one. It's eighty one. Eighty one GMC trucks. I don't Joe, know any in, of. In this picture that Justin sent, there is a police car behind this truck. Does that help you? No, that does not help. Okay, so this one has like a big, a pretty big in the back flatbed. It's got a you know just the one cab. Does it have like a the, fun name? Is it? Does it have like a real name or is it like a GMC like number? So it's name? got like a. It's got. An, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not because I have no idea what I'm actually talking about, but. There's like a, a letter and numbers, and then there's a kind of a cool name. Is it, and then the sh- a, is it a Yukon? No, the Yukons no, are newer. It's, it's a car like, that I don't think is made anymore. Because we just had the Yukon in the minute of this minute. It's parked yeah. in front of the cop's house. Okay, okay, okay. Is it a 1500? Higher. No, but you're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> not, really? Not bad. Not bad. Cause they, okay, so the GMC Yukon that they're using in the scene is... 
an so XL fifteen hundred. The, the cool that's not a fifteen hundred though, but the, the cool word is like how they described it on the show, or like how like how GMC described it. No, I think how GMC so like it says on Wiki it says for for nineteen sixty I guess and beyond this particular model of truck was available in smooth fleet side or fendered step side versions. Uh, GMC okay. called these wide side and fender side. So it's oh, just like the okay. way they describe it, but it's not what actually like. If it, I guess it would be like if like it's a Chevy. I'm not going to get it. I don't LT. know trucks. I don't know. It is the K twenty five hundred. Ooh, okay. So when you said fifteen hundred, you were not that far off. Well, I was assuming they'd use like the same kind of number distinctions for GMCs forever because like they, the companies all kind of keep these things. I'm not a I'm not a huge truck. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah, what was the show? Uh, Fall Guy. Oh, I've never heard of this. This truck is really cool though. Yeah, this is really really cool. So it does have the two tone brown. The two tone brown is like so dating for the for the era, right? With like the mm. side panels being a different color. Yeah, it's basically like the wooden station wagon, wooden paneled station yeah. wagon, but yeah. yeah, a truck. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That was that was a tough one too. And I put it in the uh, YouTube video. I don't think it plays in Discord, but if you click through to YouTube, you can just see like I see this babe. A, you can just the... see a guy. Yeah, it's Lee Majors, who I know from uh, Beastie Boys song. Star of the show, and it's just him checking out women and cars jumping and horses. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you that's imagine awesome. having a theme song or like an intro where the car stuck in your head for 34 years? Like that's you know, <laughs> it's crazy. kind of like Dukes of Dukes of Hazardy. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a team situation going on here with the explosions. Yeah. Have any of you? I think we talked about this before. No. Like, I don't think I've even heard of the show. Never heard no. of it. Absolutely I not. No. Before. I also helped not at all during that game. But I would say Joe really winds hard. up getting it maybe half the time. Yeah, it depends on what they are. Like the truck ones, I have a hard time with. Some of the older ones I get, but some of them I'm like really lost on. I mean, like we played this for a while now, so the admissions have gotten a lot more like tough. Right, you know, people want you to struggle. It's yeah, also, so it's very hard. Th- there's like a t- like a thin line, or like a a thin needle, the thread, or whatever the phrase is, where like it needs to be difficult but not obscure. And I feel like this is like if you knew the show, like you would know. Like it's it's the kind of thing. Where yeah, like, it's gettable. But then there's sometimes like really cool, like one of a kind cars that are awesome to try to guess. But it's also those are difficult to guess because it's like I don't I don't even know where to begin with that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but that's cool. That was like a really, I mean, that's like a standard truck, right? Like, that's not like super hard. It's just like, I'm not, I have no idea of any of the truck names. I'm really bad at those. Yeah. Uh, So thank you, Justin, for sending that in. If you have a car picture that you want to send in, family at cageclub.me, email them in and we'll play them. Well, Mari and Nicole, thank you both so much for joining us to kick off lap six with the Fast and the Furious. Uh, Nicole, I assume that we are going to hear routine updates from the field about how much you are watching and enjoying (laughs) all of these movies. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So please uh, keep us abreast of all the situations of uh, your your newfound favorite franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am now <laughs> the uh, number, I was going to say number one, but number three stan of this franchise. Well, there <laughs> you yes, go. exactly. I do remember that when the Hobbs and Shaw, or no, the, the F9 trailer first broke, Mari was like, hey, Nicole, Yeah, guess a lot what of we're people going, tried to bully doing. me. Uh, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy what? that moment. <laughs> so I was trying to bully you into it? It's just family. Just got to embrace the family. Uh-huh. You embarrass me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And Mari, thank you too. If you two want to uh, 
plug like what are your two podcasts if you want people to listen to them where can they find it where can they find you all that sort of fun stuff because i know you got a lot going on both podcasts and otherwise podcasts are, are the the main place uh, especially to find both of us together so snark squad pod uh and cooler than homework cooler than homework is a disney channel original movie podcast and snark squad pod is kind of like broad uh media stuff and both of those are probably wherever you're listening to this podcast or at snarksquad.com. And I heard that there was a really great episode of Snark Squad where you talked about the Americans with a really cool guest, yes. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's one of my saying. favorites. <laughs> the, the, one of the best guests we have ever had. Uh, uh, that's what I heard. Although, like, when you were like, you want to talk about the Americans, I was like, yeah, cool. I'll watch the entire series. And I was like, oh, boy, this is a lot of hours of TV lot. of, like, <laughs> a very carefully methodically paced drama that i love but i was like oh boy i don't know if i have 70 hours but you know we're gonna we're gonna make this work that's us uh <laughs> every episode that in a nutshell is snark squad pod so <laughs> yeah what well, where we take the same 16 hours and talk about them forever you did 75 hours of tv in one hour so it's kind of the opposite of this but also the same as this yes yes true so two notes. So next week, Joe, are we're going to do two-lane blacktop. Actually, I want to see if there's if we can watch that online somewhere. And also, of particular note, is that this Sunday night, March 8th, as this comes out, in five days, we are doing the watch party. We are going to yes. watch collectively Too Fast, Too Furious, Mari's least favorite in the franchise. <laughs> if you want to join us, email family at cageclub.me. We will send you the link. Or you can tweet at us, or you can Facebook us, whatever. I don't know that this is actually streamable, Tulane Blacktop, for free. But it's out there. Maybe go to Deals All Day at Rasputin. Maybe get it at Rasputin. Who knows? True. Thank you both for joining us. And yeah, for thank all you things. Guys. That was awesome. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at Too Fast, Too Forever.com. Come back next week for Two Lane Blacktop, and then in two weeks, of course, for Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm. And join us this Sunday, March 8th, for the Family Watch Party. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And that was Nicole Sweeney and Marines Alvarez of the Snark Squad Pod and Cooler Than Homework. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace out, you anus piecers. Which sounds so much weirder when you say it in front of people who don't have contact with it. <laughs> <laughs>